Welcome to a podcast where we're going to talk about Missouri State football. Just kidding. I don't want to talk about that. They did have a good game against North Dakota State, though. A good 22 to nothing loss. Celebrate, everybody. Welcome to the Wyatt Wheeler Podcast. My name is obviously Wyatt Wheeler. I'm a sports reporter with the Springfield Newsleader. And this podcast today is to give you the sounds from Missouri State Basketball Media Day. Um, just kind of we're getting closer and closer to the season. And you guys want this sound because you like the Bears. Um, as we head into the season, Missouri State's obviously picked to finish first in the Missouri Valley Conference, while the Lady Bears were picked second, and they were pretty pissed off about that. So um, without further ado, this is kind of a longer podcast because there's a lot of sound. I'm not going to bore you too much with some of the stuff in here, uh, with me at least, but I'm going to give you the Dana Ford press conference in its entirety right here. Appreciate you guys coming. Um, looking forward to the year. I think like most, um, today kind of marks, I guess, the beginning of everything for us. Official media day, and I believe our league released polls today. And um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's getting close to basketball time. And, and, and uh, we'll be tipping it off here in about, I guess, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, it's a little bit different this year for us. We, we got a little bit more direction of where we're going and how we're going about it. Um, the guys have been working hard in practice, uh, but we, we still have, have a long ways to go and um, very challenging schedule this year, starting obviously with three straight home games and then um, I believe Ed Xavier and then the Charleston Classic and, and so on and so on. So uh, we will be tested come, come January for sure. And as always, our ultimate goal is to um, win our conference tournament and, and hopefully, um, you know, get over this NCAA tournament drought, <laughs> which is, I'm sure, the hopes of many people in Springfield, Missouri. So that's about it. Coach, you said a couple. You said a couple weeks ago that it would surprise you if you get you were picked to win the league in these polls. Just your thoughts now that you have been picked to win the league. You know. Um, I am surprised because I think that you have to, in my personal opinion, you got you, you have to really have an understanding of um, not just the hype, but you have to have an understanding of you know what it takes to win a league, and it, it can't just be because you feel like somebody's got good players, and and um, that that's kind of what I think this whole thing's about with us being picked to win the league. Um, we haven't, we haven't won the league here in, in quite some time. In fact, we've only won this league one time. So for us to just be picked to win it, in my opinion, it's just, it, it's almost like um, someone hears somebody else say something's really good and then they just jump on board and, and ride with it, right? I mean, there's not a lot of substance to it. I mean, we, we've got to try to use a, a better level of knowledge when, when we make these type of decisions so that's just my honest truth about it I mean it's just I guess the legendary coach at uh, Alabama Nick Saban calls it rat poison <laughs> um, I think it's probably a little bit of rat poison to be, be quite honest um, we're a half court shot away from playing game last year you know we, we just 
had two guys picked on an all-league team that's never played a minute at our school. I mean, <clears throat> people voting, which hopefully there's no one in here. I'm not talking bad about you, but um, I mean, you don't even know if Jason <coughs> Prim is practicing hard every day, right? You don't know if Tulio worked on his game this summer. I mean, but it does mean that the season's near, and, and I'll take it for that. Yep. Are they working hard in practice? <laughs> They're working hard, but but I don't think that we are. I don't think our approach to practice is 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 the mindset of trying to get better every day. Um, I know a lot of coaches say get better every day, but you but you have to get better. I mean that's that's what practice is about. I, I don't know if our approach is quite at the level that it needs to be right now in terms of our our focus, our our communication. Our retention, our carryover—it's just not—it's just not quite there yet. And, and um, we're about 15 in, and we got about 15 more before we play a game. There's still a lot of time, but but we've got it. It's not—it's not just going hard, right? I mean, if the expectation was to finish 500, then yeah, going hard will get you 500. I mean, we proved that last year. We had a hard playing team. We got 500. Well, <clears throat> if the expectation is the championship. You got to do more than play hard. You got to play smart. You got to play together. You got to be tough enough, and um, you got to be resilient. So there's a lot. And, and 15 practices in for a team that's never done it in this league, we, we're just we haven't had enough time to, to do what you got to do. When you talk about those, you know, younger guys, new guys, and they get some news like this that they're picked to win it, is there a worry that it kind of goes to their head before they ever have the opportunity to earn it, essentially, on a court? Well, I don't, it shouldn't because I don't think we're picked to win it because of our new guys or our young guys. We're probably picked to win it because of what last year's group was able to accomplish by finishing tied for third, uh, as well as we've got two returners that are, in my opinion, two of the best players in the league. So uh, I, think, I think those guys are a bigger part of it than maybe the new guys or the young guys. Um, again, again, it, it's... It's just, it's just. If you look at last year's rankings, five teams finished lower than what they were picked. Three finished the same. Only two finished higher. Us and Drake. So you just can't put a lot of stock in them. And I don't think our guys will do that either. Now I, I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to bust their bubble. I think we all, you know, um, we all like a, to feel a little bit good about ourselves, right? We we all like to, you know tweet something or Instagram something. So I'll give them that for today. But but we, we, we'll need to move on past this here about 4 o'clock or 4, whatever whatever time y'all let me practice today. We need to move past this. <laughs> you were busy in that offseason kind of picking these guys, you know, getting them to come to Missouri State this year. So, you know, let's talk like the positives of some of those guys that you have. Who's, who surprised you a little bit and who are you? Who do you think the fans will be excited to watch? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, that, now there's a lot of positives about the group, right? Um, number one, they're all great kids. We really enjoy coaching them. I mean, we really look forward to coming and coaching them. Um, they're very competitive kids. Um, they, uh, they're very respectful kids. They're coachable. We, we coach them pretty hard. And I mean, they, no one's disrespectful or, or anything like that. They like to have fun together. Um, they're 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 pretty good kids. I mean, I think they're 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 typically you know just a typical kid. Uh, however old they are, we got some old ones and some young ones. But um, 
we, we really enjoy teaching them and being around them. And uh, we like their families. Uh, we like their, their support system. Um, there are a lot of positives about all of our new guys. And, and uh, we, we really do feel like, you know, one big family. And, and that word's thrown around. But that's really what it is and what it should be. And that's, that's probably why it's thrown around. But um, I'm looking forward to these guys. I mean, they, they want to be coached. And they, 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 in their heart, they want to be good. But in their brain right now, they're trying to tell themselves there's another way to do it. But in fact, there's only one way to do it. And, and eventually, they'll, they'll turn that corner. Coach, even though you have a lot of new faces on the team this year, how much easier is that buy-in factor now that you are one year in as a coach? How much easier is your job in that regard? You know, um, so so getting them to buy in, uh, a half that battle is, is bringing in guys that want to be part of what you're selling. So um, it's, it's a lot easier this year. We, we, we Although there's some new faces in, in terms of the games, um, you look at, Tyreek Dixon, Josh Hall, they, they were in practice every day last year. And so uh, they've been around. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Gage Prim, Lamont West, Isaiah Mosley, Jamonte Black, Ford Cooper, uh, I think those are all the new guys. Um, we, we went out and evaluated them and got to know them. And the same things that we sell in recruiting are what we sell with our, with our program. So uh, the buy-in has been, been night and day different from day one, and that's just to be expected. Um, you know, we, we all know last year when, when you take over a program, you kind of, you know, you inherit a roster and, and everybody uh, didn't sign up for that. And, and that's no problem. It's just the way the world works. So uh, buy-in has been a night and day different. And, and we're, we're a little bit ahead of, ahead of where we were last year in terms of what we have in and, and you know, uh, being able to have um, 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 uh, more fluid practices. I mean, we, we've been scrimmaging since, I mean, the last week and a half. So. You know, last year we couldn't get the scrimmages until maybe a week later. So uh, the buy-in has definitely uh, been something that's been on a little faster track. How have you kind of noticed the excitement in the community over the year, just one year to year two? Yeah, I mean, everybody's really excited. Um, I think, I mean, I've noticed it a lot, obviously, but, you know, people want to, they want to be good and, and people uh, want to uh, have something to cheer about and, and um, they want a winner, and they, they want a champion. They want into a tournament, and you know our our players are, are easy to like and easy to root for. I mean, they're they're exciting players. They're good kids, um, and um, you know, not taking anything away from anything else in our town or on our campus, but I, I just think Springfield, Missouri, is a basketball town, and, and any time that they have a a, a a team that they feel is going to be good, they they really get them excited. And um, it, it sure beats uh, them being unexcited. So uh, we, we felt that, and, and that's a good thing. And, and hopefully uh, we show it in our, in our support this year of the, of the players. And our game day atmosphere hopefully is, um, you know, even better than what it was at times last year. Can you talk about Tulio? Um, I mean, at this time last year, he wasn't even expected to play. Uh, and then where you're at being, for you as a coach, being able to utilize him. And then has he improved over the summer? Yeah, so, um, you know, this, this time last year, I, I think he wasn't, I don't think he was cleared yet, I, I don't think. Um, you know, he had a bout this summer, a mild case of, I don't, I don't want to say mild, but he had a, he had a sickness this summer that, that kind of set him out for a little bit. Um, but other than that, I think he's really tried to work on his game. 
it's going to be a different game for Tulio this year at times because of some of the added players that we have. And, and uh, but but he's still the same athletic hybrid mobile forward that that he's always been. Um, you know, we're we're looking forward to see if he's if he's mature enough to handle the expectations this year. Uh, we're, we're we're trying to see if he's mature enough to to handle the little bit of success that he had last year. I mean, I, I think it's easy, even even not just Tulio, but myself, our staff, our whole program. I mean, it's easy to to handle. I mean, excuse me, it's easy to feel like you had success when expectations were really really low, and now expectations are really really high. So. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what his approach is going to be, and, and um, you know, he, he's he along with our entire team right now. Uh, everyone's approach needs to continue to grow and be better, um, and so I, I I have the utmost confidence that that will happen. But that's kind of where we are right now. Yep. So two more questions for Coach. As someone last year who who came into this community, have you had any conversations with Coach Mox? Has she picked your brain at all about kind of the area in the program? little bit um, you know when she first came um, we spent a little time together um, tried to help her with, with whatever I knew um, but I, I think you know the, the Lady Bears program is, is such a good program uh, not not just in this community but across the country so much success that um, I think you know my message to her was you know congratulations on, on, on taking over uh, a great situation I mean it's, as a first-time head coach, I mean, it's got to be a dream come true to, to have a job in which you, you pretty much have everything you need to be successful. And um, such a good group of players that she took over, as far as I know. I only know them off the floor, right? And they, they just, they're phenomenal every time I have an encounter with them. So uh, really happy for her, and, and uh, our door's always open if, if we can help her. But, um, you know, she's got to do it her way, and we do it our way. And, um, but but I think she'll 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 do a great job. Yep. Jeff, what about, um, you talked about how there's no one in the valley like Vermont West. Um, how do you think that that's going? Do you think it's going to be an advantage to him? And how do you think it's going to be an advantage? Yeah, I, I think the, the the thing for Lamont that, that makes him unique, not necessarily when I say there's no one like him. I don't think he's just better than everybody. I just think he's unique in the sense that he can play three different positions, and um, he is. Definitely a mismatch problem against um, other teams' five men. Like if we were to play him at the five, I mean, he's he's really skilled. He can shoot. You know, he can put the ball on the floor. He can score his back to the basket. Um, it, it just gives us such an advantage to be able to have a player with his maturity and his experience and his skill set. Um, I, I think that um, for us. Uh, we're going to have to make sure that we uh, make the best decision each game, putting him in the best position to be successful that game. And some games, like in our non-league, could be at the three, where we need to be bigger. Um, in the middle of February, it could be at the five, where we may need to be smaller. So we just have to make sure we're putting him in the best position to be successful. Um, and then, obviously, whichever position he can guard is, is probably the one that he's going to play. So um, we're, we're looking forward to, to having someone like him. Following the press conference, I was able to get a one-on-one -on -one with Dana just to talk about some things that I was curious about that I think you'd be more curious about. 
Um, the press conference was more for story, the main big storylines, and I wanted to give you a little more uh, insight into the team, uh, kind of into his recruiting, a little bit into Josh. Uh, Josh Hall was kind of a focus on the day, just because I think we forget about him a lot, and uh, I think he'd be he's going to be pretty good. Um, the transfer from Nevada. Any other year, he would be the main attraction. He'd be what Jared Ritter was at so, at one point last year. Now we're kind of sleeping on Jared Ritter a little bit. Um, but yeah, Josh Hall. I talked about Ritter too. I talk about uh, 2020 recruiting. You know that's going right now. So uh, here's what I was able to gather from just me and Dana. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, Josh Josh Hall seems to go a little under the radar with all the. I mean, yeah. any other year. With like years past before you got here, he's the pre- premier guy. But it's just kind of there's so many Division One transfers right now. Just yeah. uh, how do you feel about him, and where does he fit in this team right now? I mean, I we love him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a utility guy. He, he's another guy that can play multiple positions. In fact, he's already practiced the one through the four through fifteen practices, and um, you know he's going to get some time as as a backup point guard. Um, he's going to get some time as a as a, as a hybrid four man, as well as his natural position of being on the wings. Um, you know, he's got the ability to be a great defender. He's still, still having to do some things mentally to get there. But um, he is one of those guys that we anticipate to be a stat stuffer, mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't do anything extremely well, but he does everything pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so he, he's just one of those guys that knows how to play, and uh, he's got great size for all those positions in terms of creating a mismatch. 6'7", 215, running the backup point for a little bit, 6'7", 215, playing small ball at the hybrid four, mm-hmm. and so um, if, if he's he shot the ball well in preseason practice thus far, if he's making his shot, then he's going to be a big weapon for us. How much of that three-man weave are we going to see this year? Well, I mean, you know, we we, we haven't added it, but we're going to add it. Um, I don't know if this team is one that needs to get deep, deep, deep into the clock. But, again, you know, we did that because of the way we were defending. I mean, we couldn't guard anybody, so we had to slow it down. If we give up 45% from the floor again defensively, then I'll make them weave it. Now, the difference between that team and this team is that team would buy into that. This team, they they would they would not buy into that initially, and so um, hopefully they buy into some other things that, that leads to some wins. Have you settled on any red shirts yet? Thought about nah, that? Nah, you know it's it's hard right now because you, you know you come into practice thinking that you got a couple in mind, then you see certain things. Uh, we we will start playing different teams here in a couple days, and then I think uh, the following week we got a scrimmage, and the next mm-hmm. week we got an exhibition. So I think. Over the next two or three weeks, we, we may we may start to see some potential redshirt guys. Um, our freshmen have been surprisingly good. Yeah. You know, and and what I mean by that is meaning that they could play enough minutes to where you you wouldn't feel like you wasted a year. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any sit out guys outside of uh, I mean, excuse me, any Division One transfers. Ty Freeman will definitely be a redshirt. But, well, definitely. Um, yeah, Ty Freeman is definitely a redshirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, we may add to that, and we may not. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know right now. How is he? He's, you know, he's okay. I mean, he's just rehab. I mean, yeah. it's it's rehab now, for for how many however long it needs to be. I, I think he's progressed to the floor. 
but uh, he, he's still rehab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you got a few scholarships left right now. Just do you anticipate anything before November? Or, I mean, uh, you're, you're, you're kind of slacking right now. People well, are expecting <laughs> things all the time from you. Well, we'd like to sign somebody, I think, in the early period. But, you know, if you look at our late signees, our first two years here, the names of Keandre Cook, Tyreek Dixon, Tulio De Silva, Josh Hall, Lamont West, Isaiah Mosley. Yeah. If you told me I had to wait for those type of guys, <laughs> I'll wait. So we, we're not going to take a bad player, but mm -hmm. we, are, we are actively recruiting the 2020 class hard. And uh, if the right guy says uncle, we'll, we'll take him. Mm -hmm. And Ritter, um, just kind of, what do you see his, his role right now? Is that something that's going to be nicer with the more up-tempo that you want to play this year? Yeah, you know, he, he will have a more prominent role. And, and um, again, he's a guy who, who, with some of the things we're doing defensively, he can play the two, the three, the four, and the five. Um, and, and I think that's the strength of our team is just the versatility. Uh, and he fits right into that. Uh, he's a weapon because he shoots it better than most. His line has moved back. It's, it's definitely making an impact on our team. I uh, would not say that it's a positive impact at the moment. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to figure out how to utilize it to, to our advantage. But Ritter is someone that we need to really play and have a prominent role on this year's team in order to maximize the entire group. He, he, he needs to stretch the floor as well as be a guy who keeps intensity up because he can play starter minutes. Um, and so, um, you know, he, he's a guy who, who we've got big plans for, and, and we're going to have to put him in a better situation than what we did last year. That just that wasn't fair to him, but that's what we had to do. One of the old guys that I was able to talk to, the guy who's been with Missouri State the longest at this point, is actually non-scholarship player Ross Owens. So I was able to talk to him a little bit because he was on that team. He's one of the three guys that was on that team when they were picked to win the league with Alizé Johnson on it and Paul Lusk's last year. But ended up this really being a big disappointment and playing in a play-in game. Had the worst finish ever for a uh, uh, preseason favorite. So I was able to talk to Ross Owens a little bit about that. He even stopped me when I was asking when I started to ask, and he's just like, "Man, this is." Uh, We've been here before, so we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. So, uh, here's Ross Owens. Well, it's kind of been a roller coaster career for you. I mean, you're like the you're the old guy now around here. Do you kind of feel that way? Uh, it is weird to think about that. I yeah, that's me now. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a good four years. So, you've kind of seen the highs and the lows of the program right now. Just where do you see it kind of as we speak right now? Uh, right now, I, th I think we're on the rise. Um, you know, we've, we've been projected number one before, though. So, uh, so I can't I can't say too much, but I think we're on the rise. Yeah, just kind of take me through. What, what do you kind of see similarities right now between that this and that team from a few years ago? Or um, yeah, yeah. Clearly, both teams up. A lot of talent, um, but I mean, if the talent doesn't put in the work and the the um, get the results, then nothing matters. So, are you kind of the guy right now? And it's like, hey, everybody, we've we did this two years ago because I mean, there is just you, Darian, and Ritter right now, right? Yeah, just yeah, just three left. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's the exact same thing happened yeah two years ago, and it didn't turn out how we wanted. So, yeah, the. Um, 
how do you kind of tell people that? Is, you, is that just something to, you voice to them, like it doesn't matter? Or do you think the guys have a pretty good understanding that? Um, I, I think there's some guys that don't realize that this has happened before. Um, I think, and I'm sure they'll figure it out, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like? I mean, we've touched on you, Ritter, and Darian. Just what is it like being the only ones and having all these new faces because it's happened fast. Yeah, it has <laughs> happened really fast. Um, a whole lot of new faces, but a lot of good guys and a lot of good guys on the court, off the court. Um, and we've really we've really gelled well. Um, and so I can't complain at all. New friends and stuff, lots of new friends. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, just... Uh, Who's kind of impressed you the most uh, as we go on throughout the preseason right now? We have, oh man, we have so <laughs> many talented players. It's unbelievable. Um, but I, I've really been impressed with Gage Prim. Um, he's going to be really, really, really good for us. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I also really like um, Isaiah Mosley. Yeah. Um, really talented offensive player. Um, yeah, once we get him going on the defensive end, he's going to be a really, really good player in the MVC. Kind of break them down for me. Uh, Gage, is that's. I've seen the videos of him arm wrestling people. Is it someone that nobody can take in the league, or would, would he be the best arm wrestler in the valley? I or? think he would be the best arm wrestler in the valley, but he he might be the best post scorer in the valley now too. Um, I think Crowick has some competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man can score the basketball down low. So. Yeah, um, and it's kind of cool that people have taken notice. Though. You got a third-team nomination as without even playing a minute. Him and Lamont. What have you kind of seen from Lamont too? Lamont, yeah, Lamont's a really good player. Um, real great shooter. Um, can play multiple positions. Really long. Um, can never have too many tall guys on the basketball mm-hmm. team. So. Yeah. What, what do you, as a player in the team, kind of do when you see like, do, do you get it the you get it the same way that we do? Just the ESPN report when somebody's coming to join your team, or what is it? Uh, pretty much, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm on I'm on Twitter just like you guys. Uh-huh. So I mean, that's pretty much how I see it too. So. How do you react to some of these guys? I mean, just sitting around one morning and oh man they went and got a West Virginia kid or oh man they get the number two Juco player in the country I mean when you hear about them you don't know much about them you do some research you look into them I mean just like you guys do I'm sure we're excited so is it like a group me like oh my god look at this uh not as much uh not as much in the group chat but yeah I mean personally yeah look into it for sure who's kind of running other under the radar right now kind of somebody that we're not talking as much in the articles or on TV or anything like that? Um, I think Jamonte Black will, mm-hmm. will, I mean, he plays so hard um, de- defensively, offensively. He's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, and probably the other one would be, I mean, I think everybody knows Tyreek's going to play, but he's mm-hmm. going to really, really, really help us too. So. And Josh Hall kind of. Josh he, Hall, he kind of, for sure. I feel like he's under the radar when, a uh, kid from Nevada transferring in would be like the biggest thing going into a year, but you guys have so much right now that it's. I, I know there we we have a lot of people to talk about, but mm-hmm. I mean Josh, another great player, um, really can help us defensively. Can shoot the ball, plays hard, so looking forward to it. Had a reader ask what your favorite Taco Bell order is. Oh man, favorite Taco Bell order? That's easy. That's the loaded beefy the loaded nacho grill the beefy loaded nacho griller or something like that the nacho they're so good (laughs) i feel that every time another senior who's kind of slipped in the depth chart this uh off season has been kabir muhammad because of missouri state adding some front court pieces uh that are really exciting um 
and Gage, Gage Prim, Lamont West, and of course you got Tulio De Silva still there. But Kabir Muhammad still figures to have a role. He's uh, tough as hell. He's a uh, he goes in and gives some good energy. Uh, really tough player. Um, I talked to him about the new guys, new guys around him, and uh, just kind of what he sees his role being this year. So here's Kabir, Kabir Muhammad. No, I mean, preseason favorites uh, that came out today. Do you care about that at all? Uh, not really. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I heard it from uh, some of my friends, you know, in class and stuff like that. But, I mean, because you're the favorite preseason don't mean you are going to win the championship. So we just we got to play even better and we got to do better. And, uh, you know, just as a whole, as a unit, we just got to, you know, don't let that preseason number one bother us and just play like the underdog and, you know, make sure we win it all. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, for you, at your position, there's no uh, – Dana went and recruited a lot of guys to play around where you play. Just kind of where do you see your role right now and how much have you enjoyed having those other guy, guys around right now? I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, like last year, you know, we didn't really have enough bodies, but this year we do have, you know, a lot of bodies. And uh, it's just, you know, with the new guys around, it just, you know, really helps us as a team. And, uh, you know, we do have a lot of talent and stuff like that, but at the same time, we just, you know, we uh, we, we, we got to we, we, we playing hard and stuff like that to our practice. We going hard as hell, and uh, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see for yourself right now? I mean, you come in, you just bring it. You're tough as hell when you go in there. You're uh, <laughs> you play really hard. I mean, with me, I mean, what I see, I just that I just want to be that guy to just you know, just do the little things, you know, the the rebounds, the you know, offensive, defensive rebounds. I mean, the the guy that takes a charge, you know, just the little things, dive on the floor, just you know, set good screens, you know share my teammates and all that, you know, just show support and, you know, just, it's not all about scoring, just the other things going to make us win. Yeah. Um, just get, kind of break down these new guys. So what do you like from Gage right now? Just tell me a little oh. bit. He's seen, I've seen him a couple times and he just seems, he seems pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. And pff, Gage, I don't think anybody can check him. I know, man, it's really hard to check Gage. He, he a really good player, post moves, whatever. He can shoot it. He can. He can do whatever with the ball. I mean, yeah, he like six eight, six nine, but I mean, he can still dribble it, you know. But you know, he he, he that type of player. He he doesn't like he don't want to show that he dribbles. But I mean, he can dribble it. But once he gets the ball in the post, I mean, it's over with for the defender. You can't check him at all. Once you know, big body gauge. Yeah, and Lamont too. Just uh, he seems like another one of those. Uh, coach was talking about how many different ways he can use them. Just yeah. what is he impressed with? Lamont, he a, he a versatile player. Can play whatever position you put him. I mean, he's just a very good player. Like six eight, can dribble it, can shoot it, athletic. I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever position you put Lamont in the court, he gonna he gonna produce for sure. Yeah, um, I mean. I, I, your brother is just kind of a cool, cool little thing around him right now. How much fun has that been for you to watch? I mean, it's been real fun watching him. Actually, uh, you know, I haven't, I didn't stop watching him until uh, I think the summer of 
2017. I think that was when I started, like, you know, watching him. I didn't, you know. You didn't even see I, him play basketball, too, no, right? Isn't nah. that just something he picked up late and got good at? Yeah, he just, you know, they just told me he played basketball, and that was it. I mean, I didn't see him play until, like, 2017. And he's just, you know, really good play. I was even surprised, you know, he picked it up up to that level. I mean, sometimes, you know, it takes, you know, a few years to, like, you know, get to a level like that. But, you know, you know, he'd been working hard and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm just happy for him. He's just a nice kid, too. Uh, yeah. the little interactions I've had with him. How nice is it to have him oh, with really you now? Yeah, it's, oh, pretty- it's real nice. It's always fun whenever we, you know, see each other or talk on FaceTime. We always... You know, talk about different stuff aside from basketball. Talk about you know stuff going on. You know, talk about you know, you know our family. If he you know been in contact with my mom or dad, you know, or my brothers. You know, you know got a brother in uh, in UK. You know, and my other brothers in Nigeria. Just trying to see if he's been in contact with them. You know, but it's always fun when he's around. Uh, I like I like that he's out here in Missouri with me. You know, even though I. I barely see him, but you know, I still try to make sure I see him. Is he better than you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, at that age, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. At that age, yeah. I mean, he uh, not that he like way better, but you know, in terms of some little stuff, you know, he is. You know, he's up there way better than me at that age. Where's this team gonna end up at the end of the year? How, how do you? Just one day at a time right now, or were you guys? I mean, it's one day at a time, but at the same time, you know, we got to, we got to think big as a team, and uh, it's just one place we want to be as a team, and it's just to win it all, for, for real. It's, we're not thinking about nothing else. We just want to win it all as a team. And, of course, there was the Lady Bears. The Lady Bears felt a little disrespected by being picked to finish second in the Missouri Valley Conference after going to the Sweet 16. Uh, that really surprised me, especially how big of a favorite Drake ended up being in that vote compared to Missouri State. I think it was something around 31 to 8 in total votes for first place votes. So it was a little strange, and it was pretty cool to hear Coach Moggs come right out the gate and say, feel disrespected. Um, I thought she did a really good job for her first one. So here's Coach Mox. so excited to be here and this obviously means that the season's right around the corner um you know we've been working really hard um you know really since i got hired we jumped right into the gym and you know we were grinding all summer um summer was more so getting better individually and working on fundamental skills we had a couple of team practices sprinkled in but um our team has just been you know committed from day one to new philosophy a new style of play and I'm just really proud of where we are right now. Obviously, we have a lot of work to do. It's still early, but I'm excited and I'm optimistic about what we have and who we have returning. Um, obviously, lost one from last year, so we have a season team returning. And I think you know everyone has gotten better uh, individually, which is only going to help us get better as a team. Um, so we have a strong schedule, non-conference. Our, our players are ready. We open up um, for our first regular season game on the road at Minnesota, so it's going to be a good test right off the bat. Um, I think we have some surprises on our team. Obviously, we know the ones that everybody thinks is going to produce for us, which will, and you know, Alexa Willard and um, Bryce and um, Jasmine Franklin. But I think we have some other surprises that I'll get into later. Uh, people that have just been really producing in, in practice. So I'm excited and um, eager to get started. And 
uh, you know, we have our first little inter-squad scrimmage next weekend, so we'll see. Um, that's, I mean, that's really what I want to start with. If anybody has any questions with, for me, obviously you do, I'll take them now. Does it feel to you like the season's right around the corner? Has the summer been so long for a first-year head coach that you're just ready to go? Yeah, you know, you hit you hit a, a time in practice where you're kind of doing um, things that are a little bit repetitive and the players getting itched to play somebody else. So we're doing some things like uh, we're scrimmaging our scout guys tomorrow just so we can kind of get into game mode. And, you know, obviously we have the inter-squad scrimmage coming up um, and then we have our exhibition games. But, yeah, everybody's kind of itching to play a different team um, and to get our rotations together and just see how we look against somebody else. Obviously coming in as a new coach, especially a first-time head coach, there are some challenges but when your team's out there hyping you up for photos and everything, how quickly have y'all bonded both on kind of a personal level and with a new system coming in? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've, I've said it over and over again, my overall coaching philosophy, which is FAB, I like acronyms, um, family, academics, basketball, but family's first, and it's first for a reason. It's important to me in my personal life, but it's important to me in my professional life. So um, in the summer, as we did, you know, start getting, it, getting, getting after it on the court, it was really important for me to get to know them as individuals, not just on the court. So we did a lot of, of bonding individually, you know, a lot of lunches, come to my house, things like that, um, just so I can get to know more about them. It had nothing to do with basketball, you know, just who's you, what, you know, what kind of family do you have, where do you come from, um, you know, what, what are your favorite things. I just really wanted to invest in them as people. Um, and that's important for me because I always say, you know, in coaching or in dealing with people or players, uh, my philosophy is, you know, people talk about tough love, tough love. Mine is reverse it, love tough. And I believe if you establish love and a genuine relationship with, with um, your players, with anybody, then they'll run through a wall for you when you have to be tough on them. Coach, your thoughts on number two in the league? Pick number two. I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think we were a little disrespected, I'm going to be honest. Um, Picking number two, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really have any problems with that. You know, I, you know, it just adds fuel to the fire, I think. But uh, what, what we kind of have a chip on our shoulder about is not having one player on a, you know, preseason uh, all-conference team. And I think, you know, we got to prove ourselves. You know, individually, I think that they've, they've worked really hard and gotten better. Um, so I think, you know, we just got to go out there and prove it. Is that something the players have kind of felt too? A little disrespect? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, because we have a good team. I went Sweet 16 last year, obviously, but we have good players, and I believe we have some of the best players in our conference on our team. Multiple players on our team. So, um, you know, it's just what other people think about you. It doesn't mean it's our reality. So, we just got to go out every game and prove ourselves. Coach, you have two seniors on the roster. Just talk about how they've been so far in, in leading this early effort, and then your expectations of them going into this season. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. With, with seniors, you always want, um, you know, leadership and a leadership role. Um, and I think, obviously, Alexa, she's, she's played a lot of minutes. She was, you know, integral part of that run last year. And, um, you know, she's done a great job just help leading by example and, and um, you know, just, just being the, like, accepting her role and being the player I want her to be and this team needs her to be. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of great things from her, um, not just leadership, just production, period, on the court. Um, Shamika is, you know, it's a different story with her blowing her ACL in January last year. So Shamika's, you know, she's got to be a leader of one right now before she can help lead the team. And, and her, you know, just getting herself healthy. She got cleared probably like a, about a month ago. So she's got to get in shape, you know, and it's kind of glaring that she's not quite in shape because the rest of the team is in great shape. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so with Shamika, you know, hers is just getting herself back to a point where she can be an impact and help, you know, other people in lead. 
who were some of those younger girls that surprised you? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily they're all younger girls. Um, the, the, to me, I think one of the bigger surprises is going to be Emily. Um, Emily has completely, you know, first of all, she's healthy. She's been battling some things in the past. Um, but she's, she's completely committed to just getting herself in shape, you know, eating the right things she needs to eat, um, you know, pushing herself in practice. She makes every sprint in 11 seconds, and she's bought into just being the best that she can be. Um, being physical in the paint, um, that's, not, that's not something that she hasn't necessarily done in the past, but now she's, you know, our scout team is like, man, now we got to really try and fight around and get around Emily because she's being very physical, and, and that's something that I preach to her every day because she's so big and strong, she's got to be a force in the paint for us on both sides of the ball. Um, so she's one. Ellie's playing um, very, very confident, shooting the ball at a high clip. I mean, she probably makes like 15 threes a, get, um, a practice in live play. Um, so we just need Ellie to stay confident and, you know, play to her role and what we need. And then some of the freshmen, Maya's, Maya's playing great at the point guard position, and Sydney, Sydney Manning, um, Sydney Wilson, both of those, they're, they're doing a great job for us right now. Uh, Sydney Manning shooting the ball very well, Sydney Wilson playing multiple positions and, and just finding her, you know, her niche. But I, I think that all of them have gotten head and shoulders better than they were last year, those freshmen. And Emily and um, Ellie, them playing with the confidence that they have right now is really going to help us. Again, Abby, you know, I think we can be a pretty deep team. You know, I'm naming a lot of people. But um, Abby Hip, she's like kind of like our glue. You know, everybody, everybody likes Abby. She's kind of keeps everybody together, makes the right basketball play, nope, doesn't mess up, you know, plays, doesn't, you know, has a great IQ. Now, the only thing I'm trying to get her to do is, you know, find her shot a little bit more and be a little bit more selfish because she's always looking to get everybody involved, but people got to respect her as well. So um, I'm really pleased with everybody. I'm optimistic. Obviously, I'm not saying, you know, it's going to be an easy ride. Every game is going to be tough. We have a tough schedule, um, but I just like where our players are and the commitment that they've had to just working hard and getting better every day. Obviously, only one true freshman uh, on the roster. When you have all these players that are learning a new system, to have one come in who's starting college basketball for the first time, what have you what have you seen out of Trinity? Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing you see the most from high school and college is just everybody's bigger, faster, stronger. You know, so Trinity's biggest thing is she's got she has to get stronger, and that's not going to happen overnight. I mean, really, you're going to see the biggest jump from freshman year to sophomore year is their strength and their stamina. Um, so that's probably when we'll see that the most with Trinity. But what she brings is she can really shoot the ball and stretch the defense. Um, she, she can shoot the three. She can shoot the 15-footer. She has a turnaround jumper and a low post, so she can score. Um, but her challenge is can she guard a physical post player or can she, you know, bury somebody in the post? You know, that's not really her game right now, but it will be eventually. So that's been her, her transition. But honestly, having a new system, a completely different system, it's almost like to a certain extent, everybody's freshman again, you know, because everybody has to learn my terminology, you know, my style of play, defensively, offensively. So they have, you know, but at first, everybody's head was spinning, and you couldn't really count on your seniors to bring your freshmen along because they were like, no, we don't know what's going on, you know. So now they've, you know, kind of got a hang of things. Coach, when you got the job, your just your thoughts coming into Springfield and, and Missouri State, and now what it is, what was the biggest difference or biggest surprise now from your seat from when you first got the job, took the job? Um, well, as far as Springfield, I didn't really know how nice Springfield was. So that was kind of a big surprise to me. I mean, I love the restaurants, <laughs> great food here. Um, so much to do for my son and my family. And 
my husband. So as far as just the community, and the community is so welcoming. I mean, I knew Lady Bear fans were, you know, I knew they were strong, but just to see how many come out to like the breakfast we do or any event we do, that was that was kind of not really surprising, but it was just like overwhelmingly nice. Um, and then as far as basketball, I think coming into um, Missouri State, I didn't realize how athletic we are. Um, and so that was probably my first, from the first workout I did, that was the most surprising thing. And I was like, wow, you know, because you have your, you know, um, ideas of the style of play and my philosophy and all that, but you have to also tweak your system based on what you have. And we had exactly what I needed, you know, so that was exciting as well. What would you say your team's identity is going to be then? I would say, you know, I would like to say defense, but we're working on that. Um, <laughs> We're a high-powered offensive team, and I think that's what you know that that's what people are gonna um, see. We're gonna play up tempo and fast. Um, so I mean, our identity is gonna be transition offense and and also using our versatility. I mean, we got guards that can post, we got bigs that can shoot. Um, so we can kind of pick apart the defense that way. But we just have so many options um, offensively, and if everybody just you know plays a role and commits to what we need them to do, I think that we can be pretty hard to guard. What restaurants? <laughs> now, my favorite one is probably, well, my top two that I like a lot, I don't go all the time, it's a little pricey, it's Flame. I love Flame. Um, I love Nakato. Um, and Everyday Thai. Those are probably the ones I go to. <laughs> yeah, but just, just coming in here, uh, I mean, none of the players are ones that you've necessarily picked. I mean, you didn't recruit a single one of them. How is that for a first-year coach? Is that nice for you, just to come in and have that kind of... I mean, you know, I've, I've been in this business for a while, and so I've, I've been to, you know, I've gone to, this is my, now my fifth place. So as an assistant coach, I know it's a little different, but when you come into a new program, you don't recruit any of those players most of the time. I mean, maybe you did prior, like when they were younger or whatever, but most of the time, they're all new players. So you have to learn to adapt and, um, you know, coach those players. So it's kind of the same as a head coach. I just think you need to find... Um, find out if they fit the style of play you want or do you need to tweak your style of play and that was really what I was more concerned about um, and just building relationships. I'm a relationship person so I, I, me recruiting them or them you know whatever that didn't really you know I actually never really crossed my mind. I just was like you guys are here you know I want to get to know you guys you know just right from the beginning so that was the biggest thing for me. And you go back you've watched film on the team just what do you think the biggest difference is going to be from watching your team versus a Kelly Harper coach team? Well, I think, first of all, they did a great job last year, obviously had a great run. Um, and believe it or not, when I first came here, I, I didn't watch film until I worked them out because I just wanted to see what we have, you know, right in front of me. And then about a month in, I started watching games, obviously. Um, but I think we're going to be more of an up-tempo, fast-paced team. That's going to be the biggest, that's going to be the biggest glaring difference. Um, also... We're going to utilize our versatility more than they did in the, in the past. You know, so we have people that can do multiple things. Alexa Willard, Sidney Wilson, those are big guards that can play inside out, outside in. Um, you know, we're going to run plays for Emily to get the ball in the block, for Jasmine to get the ball in the block, like specifically for them to score, things like that. So I think um, really the tempo and then also like our versatility. Coach, what are your goals for the non-conference as it applies to what's most important the postseason? Do you have goals and what you want to achieve for the non-conference games? Win. <laughs> no. um, yeah, you know, for sure, we, we talk about it. You know, last year, obviously, they didn't have the best non-conference um, run. They started doing well when they hit conference. 
So actually, we talk about our goals as a team. I have personal goals for our team as well, but um, one thing that was very consistent with every player on our team was they want to win in the non-conference and have a better showing from the beginning. So we just talk about game by game. I mean, we're not looking to Mizzou on December 15th. Like, we talk about the exhibition game coming up. And then after that, we're going to talk about Minnesota, you know. So just really taking it day by day. Um, you know, coming off of a, a run like we had last year, there's a lot of expectations. You know, there's a lot of – there couldn't be a lot of pressure. But, um, you know, I don't really want to focus on that. And if you if you do focus on that, then we're going to think of, okay, we got to beat this team, South Dakota, Gonzaga, da-da-da-da, like in the, in the non-conference where I just want to focus on game by game, right? And if we continue to get better and do take care of our business, that's going to prepare us to make a great run in conference and then prepare us for the postseason. You think it'll be easier to say, hey, you can do well in non-conference? You could take a, hey, you guys made the Sweet 16 and beat some ranked teams. Be able to use that to say, hey, you can do better in non-con this year? Um, you know, I I don't necessarily use that, you know, because last year was last year, and it's almost like, you know, it's not, we, we recognize it. The girls wear their rings sometimes, you know, which is great. Um, but it's a whole new year. So nobody, obviously, people don't care what we did last year based on, NBC poll rankings, but um, <laughs> they don't care. So, you know, at the same time, we're not going to really worry and care about that. Like, it was great. We celebrated. We got our rings. We're going to drop a banner, but it's more like, what can we do this year? So the one thing that we do talk about is our, we do have experience. Like, we're not going to go in there um, first, like, opening up in Minnesota. There's not going to be a fear factor because we've already played teams of that caliber everybody on our roster besides Trinity. So there's no, a lot of times when you're a mid-major team going to play a power five, it's like, you know, you have to find a way to motivate them and get over that fear factor, which we don't have that. Like we already know, we, we can compete with those teams. So now, well, what are the tactical things we can do and, you know, how are we gonna prepare to do that? How sick of you are you? Are you of last year questions? I'm not sick of it actually. You know, cause I reckon, I mean, honestly, I'm. It's, it's crazy because I'm close to them now. Obviously, didn't know them during that, but I'm super proud of what they did and the way they started. Um, you know, it just shows, like, the, what kind of team they are, what kind of character, what kind of determination um, and perseverance we have. You know, so it's actually really exciting to me because it wasn't a great start, but it was a great finish. So I, I don't mind talking about last year. I just don't want um, them to feel like, you know, people are going to lay down for us because we went to the Sweet 16. No, if anything, we have more of a target on our back. I wanted to get a player reaction to what Coach Mock said, being disrespected uh, by voters for not putting them atop to MVC. So I got Abby Hip. I haven't talked to her before this season yet, and this was my first opportunity to. Um, her eyes kind of lit up when I told her what Mock said, and you'll kind of hear a little change in her voice after um, after you listen through this. But uh, here's uh, here's Abby Hip. Well, you weren't picked to win the league. What the hell? I know. It's crazy, but <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it's definitely motivating, so. Yeah, just, uh, just were you with the girls when you guys found out, or what was that kind of like? Um, I think we were all kind of, I don't know, like a little bit shocked, but yeah. we were all very motivated. I mean, mm -hmm. we had some workouts this morning, so we saw after that um, that we were picked second. But You guys yeah. probably... Did you even wake up this morning thinking, hey, we could be picked second in this league after going to the Sweet 16? Like um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I didn't really think about it yeah. much. Um, Drake's a great team, so. 
Yeah. How cool is it? Uh, we just came back from talking to Coach Mox, mm -hmm. and she's like, I felt disrespected. How cool is that to kind of hear that when your head coach is kind of using that kind of language? Yeah. Um, she definitely has a lot of confidence in us, and we have a lot of confidence in each other, so we know we're a really good team. Mm -hmm. How has that been with Coach Mox? Uh, just, uh, I mean, of course you're going to – you, of course, you've got to be happy for where, where Kelly is oh, right yeah. now, but mm -hmm. just how, how has things been different with Coach Mox right here? Um, I mean, things with Co Coach Mox have been great. Obviously, you know, change can sometimes be hard, but she's made, and the whole coaching staff has made the change extremely easy on us, and um, there's just a lot of excitement and encouragement um, that they bring to every practice um, and every workout, so we're all very excited. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest difference you notice? Um... I don't really, I don't know. Um, I mean, offensively their styles are a little bit different, but they're both fa fast paced, which um, is good. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're both um, really great coaches. So mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, it's hard to compare. <laughs> Just uh, what have you noticed from the other girls uh, so far? Just a little bit of growth in some of them, I'm sure. Yeah, um, we've worked really hard the off in this off season to all work on our individual skills, and I feel like each and every person has gotten better in different ways. And so it's just been cool to see kind of how that's played out in practice mm -hmm. and how um, we're working together so well. Mm -hmm. We are practicing really well, so it's been really exciting. Who's been that standout kind of right now? Um, I mean. I feel like it's kind of hard. Like we talk about it all the time. Like I feel it really just depends on the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jasmine, Alexa, Bryce. You can go down the list. Um, Manny, Sid, um, Sydney Wilson, Emily, Ellie. Like you just go down the list, and it, could, it just depends on the day mm -hmm. who's who's standing out, which mm -hmm. is kind of awesome. Like it's a good problem to have when it's just hard to pick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I talked to I talked to Alexa over at uh, Valley Media Day, mm -hmm. and just like, how do you replace Danielle? As a leader, she's like, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Just uh, how, you have you, how have you kind of seen people try to fill at least the <laughs> leadership void that you guys yeah, have? Yeah, I mean, Danielle obviously was a phenomenal leader for our team because mm -hmm. without her, we would definitely not have been where we were <laughs> last year. That is for sure. Um, it's just been interesting to see. Um, you know, I feel like lots of people have stepped up in different ways. Personally, I feel like I'm a lot more vocal than I was last year. Um, and people are just leading by example. And it's just been been cool to see everyone like just grow personally so what do you see for yourself this season um i feel like even though i may not lead in like stats and stuff i feel like i am a leader of this team and um i feel like i'm gonna be gonna be more aggressive offensively this year mm -hmm. so it's just i'm excited <laughs> that pretty much does it for this podcast it's a longer one apologies for that i just figured you'd want all the sound and i gave it all to you um We'll have a little more fun here in the upcoming next few weeks as we get closer to basketball season, a little more opinionated stuff, a little more uh, interaction. Hopefully, hopefully I can find, I need to find somebody that's not just me so you're not hearing me, the best podcaster, when uh, I've had somebody with me. So whether it's Blaine Wheeler or somebody else I find off the street, uh, we'll, have, we'll figure out some fun and uh, keep giving you stuff for Missouri State basketball season. And we might even talk football eventually. Who knows? So uh, thanks for listening.